Colleagues, welcome back to the office and to episode three, our third installment on our series of building your virtual office for your organization. Now, in episode one, we explored why you would want to consider building a virtual office for your organization. Uh, in that section, we took a look at some of the major benefits uh, that can be um, built into your company by allowing your workers to be able to work, frankly, from anywhere, and uh, whether it be from home or from Starbucks or from the beach or wherever else they'd like to work, as well as some of the risks that you might want to at least think about as it relates to your office um, not being in one central position and, and where your staff might be fragmented over many geographic areas. And I also give you some tips and tricks with respect to some of the essentials, both in terms of systems and kind of like the circumstances and hardware that you might want to have for your virtual office. Now, uh, we also, uh, in both the first and second installment, started to look at cloud computing, which is frankly, central to all aspects of the virtual office. Uh, the cloud and the internet are integral to the virtual office working effectively inside your business. And so we're trying to get a sense of some of the different manners and methods that we can use to uh, leverage cloud technology. And uh, we looked at some of the different protocols as well as access methods, including things like remote desktop. Um, we looked at mobile apps. We looked at uh, VPNs and more. And also in the last segment, I shared with you our virtual office recommendations for your hardware, the types of computers you might want to consider getting, the displays, the desks, the printers, the scanners, and more. We also finished with just a brief discussion of the importance of, of having a backup solution uh, in the case that your computer hardware or software is uh, destroyed or, or stolen for that matter. And we're going to pick up now in episode three uh, with the discussion of Office 365 and Google Workspace, which are two business productivity platforms that you can consider using for your business uh, to really kind of power most of your communication and most of your documents and most of your emails and calendaring and, and such like this. Um, so we're going to explore these different solutions, comparing them, contrasting them. They're definitely the two biggest providers in the market. Also give you some insight with respect to a third option, uh, which is Zoho that you might want to consider for your business as well. And if we have time in this third segment, we're also going to introduce Microsoft Teams, um, which is a component of 365, but it warrants its own special part in this presentation uh, because Microsoft Teams, in my opinion, is frankly the best thing uh, that's been added to 365 in many years. Um, not saying that any of the other applications aren't fantastic of their own, but Teams is that much better. It's the linchpin of communication inside of a business and really kind of brings together all the stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, you know, whether it be uh, emailing and communication and meeting and collaboration and real-time co-editing of documents and more, brings it all under one roof in one application. I mean, it's really compelling to consider. And in our final episode, we'll probably finish in that Teams section. And then I'm also going to give you some uh, other tips and trips and apps and services that you might want to consider for your business. Now, if you haven't checked out episode one or two, definitely do so. It'll certainly help you in our in our conversation for this one and our next one. Um, but if you're joining us here right, right in the middle, welcome. We're happy to have you. And let's go ahead and get into it here. And again, we're going to go ahead and start our discussion with 365 and Workspace. Now, what are these tools? Well, 
they are a set of cloud-based business productivity and communication services. Okay, uh, Google Workspace and 365 provide a variety of business productivity. Uh, when we talk about business productivity, it's a category of products. So it's your desktop publishing, so like Word or Google Docs. It's your spreadsheet applications like Excel or Google Sheets. Uh, so it's it's the way that we produce business documents um, or presentations. And it's also a suite of communication services. And our communication services are going to be things like email, instant messaging, phone calls, and more. Um, and really, your business needs one of these. You might need both. Some businesses use both. Um, our business, we use Google and we use 365. But you're definitely going to need at least one of them. And frankly... Uh, these are the two best in the business, and they're different. They do different things uh, in the sense of how they go about it. They do provide similar functionality to each other, uh, but the way that they go about it are a little bit different. Now, uh, both Workspace as well as 365 are provided as SaaS solutions, software as a service, okay? And in a SaaS environment, again, to go back to our, our second episode where we talked about some of the layers of the cloud, SaaS is the highest layer, and it's an environment in where the provider, in this case Google or Microsoft, is pretty much responsible for all technical operation. Okay, now unlike uh, with uh, Google, uh, with 365, it's not a hundred percent running in the cloud in the sense that with. Uh, uh, let me just go ahead and make a quick correction here. Unlike uh, with um, Google, where a hundred percent of everything is running in browser, uh, with 365, you do have some tools that are thick clients that are installed inside of your uh, computer. And so with 365, uh, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, these aren't browser-based tools, although there are browser versions of these tools. Uh, they run 100% like they've always run. So when you subscribe to 365, what's kind of nice about it, it also includes your licensing for those desktop applications, and they are installed on your computer, and they act and feel and look just exactly like they always have. Um, yeah, but there I'll also point out there's also cloud-based uh, versions of these as well as mobile-based versions of these, okay? But um, when we talk about the back end of services of 365, SharePoint, Exchange, Active Directory, um, Microsoft Teams, all that is SaaS. There might be a client that you install on your computer, but um, they will not work without access to the internet. Now, both these tools provide traditional office capabilities, so word processing is going to be there, spreadsheet applications are going to be there, presentation, but again, the manner that they do these are a little bit uh, different. They get to the same end, but through different means. And again, they both offer a host of communication services. Uh, both 365 as well as Google Workspaces provide email capabilities. Uh, Google through their Gmail tool, Workspace through Outlook. They offer instant messaging uh, through Google Chat or through Microsoft Teams. They offer shared calendar storage and more. Uh, and really, I mean, again, you need one of these uh, because they really kind of serve as the basis of how your business connects, builds documents, communicates, instant messages, emails, shares calendars, and more uh, with each other. Now, what's cool is they're all super configular, configurable. They're very scalable, uh, and they will work for you whether you are a single sole proprietor or you're a Fortune 500 company with thousands of employees. Uh, Google and 365 have all different types of businesses that use them. 
Um, it just kind of depends on what your overall philosophy is and what, what platform appeals to you the most. Let's go ahead and compare these two side by side, and then uh, we'll dive into each one of these applications and platforms on their own. Uh, so looking at uh, uh, looking at them side by side, they both have a price. Um, there is no free free lunch here. Uh, and the entry price, it, it could be, I mean, it's pretty reasonable. Um, Google's entry price will start at about 6 bucks per user per month at the time of this recording. Uh, and that's assuming that you will commit uh, to a monthly. They do offer reductions if you commit to a longer period. And Microsoft is $5 per user per month. Now, this is a little misleading, though. That $5 per user per month is really just basic cloud, um, which is the most apples-to-apples comparison to workspace. We'll talk more about the 365 plans here a little bit later on. Most users will be about $12.50 per user per month at 365, and it goes up from there. Okay, uh, For our business, I think we pay – we've got some users at $12.50 per month, and I think like a handful of us, myself included, are like 30 because we have all a whole bunch of add-ons, more storage, Power BI licensing, and more. But if you just need the budget version of these, it doesn't break the bank. They've, they're comparable in price. Okay, in terms of storage, uh, Google, 30 gigabytes per user, uh, but they do offer unlimited storage for enterprise accounts. Uh, 365, in my opinion, is a clear winner here. A terabyte per user for hosted uh, plans, and you also get more storage, too, for, for OneDrive, I'm uh, sorry, for SharePoint and for Teams, too. Uh, you know, that, this is significantly larger, uh, and I think probably a better deal, okay? Uh, and then in terms of commitments for this, uh, Google lets you go month to month or they have an annual commitment, but 365, all plans are going to require an annual commitment. So uh, Google lets you date, 365 is going to make you get married. Now, so here we're going to dive into each of these platforms, but hopefully you can see side by side. They're not that different from each other from a pricing storage perspective, but there are a lot of differences with respect to the nuances of how each of these applications run. Okay, so first let's go ahead and dive in and do a spotlight on Google Workspace first, and then we're going to go ahead and do 365 second. Now, Google, in my mind, is probably the original SaaS-based company. Um, Every product that they make is SaaS-based from a business productivity perspective. Um, I really like a lot of the Google products, um, and I would say they've got a fantastic set of tools for communication, storage, and collaboration. And really what I think make Google products great is the fact they're just bonehead simple. They operate really easily. doesn't take a computer science degree to know how they work. Uh, you can do everything through a browser. Uh, they do have plugins and certain things that you can download, but they're ancillary to the actual thing that they are providing. So... You know, it, it's a really good, simple solution, um, and there's a lot of beauty in that simplicity and also a lot of power in that simplicity as well. Now, I'll point out with the Google products, they do not include any financial tools, uh, and they don't really kind of include a lot of premium business service tools that you'll see in 365. But where they lack in that, they've chosen to kind of like hone their vision and to really focus on what they do well. And instead of trying to do everything for all people, they rather kind of really focus on those desktop productivity and communication. And what's nice is they do provide integration to lots of other things. Google talks to lots of stuff. Um, so, I mean, everything from like QuickBooks Online to 
lots of other tools and services. They all integrate with Google and they can share files back and forth, data back and forth, so on and so forth. Even things like administration and um, authorization and access. Uh, you can have a common login between these different services through your Google account. Okay, it's a great, uh, they've got great migration and support tools to help you get on the platform, and it's pretty easy going. It's one of the easier tools to transition companies to. Uh, it's natively built for the cloud, natively built for mobile devices. Um, it is not a super sophisticated service, so it is not a big thing to bite off and, and to have go well for your business. Uh, great option for all size organizations, but I would say it's really good for small businesses that don't want a lot of administration headache or a lot of configuration options. Um, it just works. You know, prices come in at $6 per user per month, up to $18 per user per month. And really only the major differences here is functional is the storage, the functionality for the most part is the same. Gmail is going to work the same. Calendar is going to work the same. Um, Drive is going to work the same. It's just how much storage you need. Now, comparing these two, uh, comparing the different plans side by side with each other, you can see it starts at six. It goes up to 18. At that $6, which is probably where I think most users are going to end up, uh, you get your Basically, the, the whole platform, uh, you get you know the full email. And to be clear, it's not at gmail.com for your email addresses. You bring in your domain, uh, meaning like steveyoss.com is an example, debmatics.io. And you're using Gmail as the client, but you're not using gmail.com as the email domain. It's uh, going to use whatever your business domain is. Uh, but you'll get that. Uh, you can have conferencing with this too. It includes up to 100 participants. You get 30 gigs of storage per user. You get all the standard management and authorization tools that come with it. Now, 12 bucks per user per month. Okay, you get all the stuff that you get on the business starter plan. Uh, you get bigger meetings. So you get up to 150 people per user per month plus recording. You get two terabytes of cloud storage per user. And again, everything's kind of all standard in there. That's that's really the only difference is you get bigger meetings and you get a little bit more storage. And at $18 per month, you do get a couple more features here. You get this thing called e-discovery and document retention. Uh, if your company is subject to litigation um, or certain compliance frameworks where you have to keep uh, records for a certain period of time, e-discovery and document retention is going to help you be in compliance with those frameworks and allow your general counsel to be able to you know, find files relevant to legal matters. And so that's why people pay for that. And that's a big premium difference between the standard and the plus plan. Uh, now, you also get bigger meetings up to 250. You also get attendance tracking. I mean, if these things aren't of value to you, like having 150 people in a meeting, it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's not a major motivating factor. Uh, you do get more storage, five terabytes. Again, most people will never use that amount of storage, So, but you can. And you also get some enhanced security, but I'm really not clear on what the difference is because it's practically the same. Uh, but you do get this vault and advanced endpoint management for managing your mobile clients, which might be useful to your business. All right, folks, let's go ahead and have a review question on Google. How much data can each user store in their Google Workspace account? So what are the storage plans available for Google users? Can you store 30 gigabytes per cloud storage per user? You betcha. That is their standard storage amount for their base level plan that you can expect to get in their starter package. Can you store up to two terabytes, 100%? That's what you can expect to get in their standard plan. Five terabytes, you betcha. 
that is going to be in their business plus plan. Uh, the correct answer here is going to be all of the above. Um, and frankly, I mean, you can buy as much storage as you want. Google's not going to stop you from wanting to buy more. So if you need more, you can certainly get more. Now, some features of Workspace, which are worth mentioning. I've got a hand, hand uh, uh, a couple of them and um, that are really kind of, I think, compelling services to consider. And they are uh, their email component, which is Gmail, Drive, which is their file storage component, Docs, Meet, and Chat. Uh, but let's talk through a couple of these big tools and what they are and why you might want to consider using them. So if you use a Workspace, you're going to be using Gmail for your email. Uh, now, personally, this is just Steve's personal opinion. Okay. I love 365. I do not like Outlook personally. I don't like Outlook the client. I don't like Outlook the application. Uh, I just don't like it. For me personally, it just is not really a good fit. I personally think Gmail is the gold standard for business email. I, I love it. Uh, there's lots of different reasons I love it. Um, and I will point out that you can use Gmail in conjunction with Outlook if you feel so desired. Uh, so if you're using Outlook and you ha like Outlook, you like the experience of working in Outlook, Outlook supports what's called IMAP and POP3 for accessing um, inboxes that are hosted on a server. Gmail supports those as well. So you could totally use Outlook in conjunction with email. However, personally, I don't use it that way. I like just using Gmail on its own. And when I'm working on email, I'm doing 100% in browser. And the reason I like that is I like the interface. Uh, the biggest reason I like it is this thing called the Unified Inbox. Uh, I've got lots of emails from lots of different organizations that I'm a part of. And I love the fact that I can plug in all these different emails into my Gmail and have the mail delivered from my different accounts into one central place. And the reason I like this all coming into one central place is just because the search, the search is the best in the business. The Gmail search is superior to Outlook and Exchange in every possible way. The same search that is built into Google's search engine capabilities are built into Gmail, allowing you to find really kind of any message uh, that you might need. And I've got millions of messages going back years um, and if I can find, I could, I could, uh, slice and dice this really easily, um, to find exactly the message that I'm looking for. And that, that's probably the biggest reason why I like email, uh, Gmail. Now the web client's easy to use. It'll run in any modern browser. Um, so if you want to run it in Chrome edge, not a problem, uh, you know, and all the normal stuff that you would come to expect with a cloud product like this, like anytime, anywhere access location independence, uh, it's secured. It's constantly backed up. It's available um, on your time, kind of anywhere you might need to access your email as long as you've got internet access. Uh, and I will also point out they've got really, 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 really good spam protection. Uh, as a guy who lives and breathes emails every single day of the week, um, I don't want to see anything I don't want to see. And Gmail does a really, really good job of blocking spam, solicitation, and unwanted messages. Uh, so I think it's fantastic. So it's something you should definitely consider. And I'll also point out, as with all the workspace products, there's zero ads. There's no targeted advertising. Google actually pulled out all of their advertising and their email products out of their free service even a couple of years ago. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's really great. Uh, so to summarize it, if you want to use Gmail in conjunction with Outlook as your email client, you can do this. If you want to use Gmail and the mobile app Gmail on your phone, 
you can use it that way. The mobile app Gmail actually will plug into Outlook too. You can check an exchange email using the Gmail app too. I just think the client really works well. Uh, and the fact that it's all browser-based, I, I just think make it a really compelling experience. Now, Gmail, uh, Google also supports file storage. Um, you know, the original file storage company was Dropbox. They've been doing that probably the longest. Um, they're the ones I can think of that have probably been doing and storing files for people in the cloud before anybody else. I mean, in a, in a material way, like in a serious way. And then Google, I think, was second, really, uh, with their Google Drive product. Uh, so Google Drive is a cloud document storage uh, product that allows you to store things in the cloud, sync and share files across your different computers. And, you know, both OneDrive as well as Google Drive work effectively the same. You install a small application inside of your computer and you authenticate and you log into your account. And then it creates a special folder for you that anything you put inside of that folder Google is aware of, and then it will then share, share and sync the files up to your Google account, backing them up to a cloud. So it creates a great way of being able to prevent your files from being lost or stolen. Uh, and then it also will push those files down to all the other different devices and services you happen to be using. Uh, so if you happen to have a computer in your office and then the computer at home or a notebook computer or a mobile phone for that matter, uh, Google Drive will sync those files across those different devices. And when you make a change on your mobile device, it gets pushed to your work computer, to your home computer, and vice versa. You lose your mobile device, not a problem. You've got that file not only backed up in the Google Cloud, but you also have it pushed to those other devices as well. Uh, Google also has a number of document retention and security tools, including something called data loss prevention, uh, and Vault, making it easy for manage to share file, making it easy for companies to manage and share files securely, and also uh, staying in compliance with the different regulatory frameworks that they might be a part of. Now, Google will give you a certain amount of storage when you sign up, but you can get as much as you need. You can grow it as much. Uh, works workplace business plans can come up with unlimited storage as well um, if you get to the higher end tiers. Uh, because it's cloud-based, natively sharing and working and collaborating with other people is easy. Uh, you can create a folder, share it with other people. They can then download those files and documents really easily. Uh, and then you can also have a shared Google Drive where multiple people can be collaborating on a single uh, shared space. Think of it as like kind of like your share uh, drive that you used to have on their file server in your office. Okay. Now, Google Drive works with lots of different stuff, lots of different file programs. At the time of the recording, over 40 different native file types will work directly in Drive, and you can work directly inside the browser. You can upload an Excel document or a Word document and open it up inside of Google Drive and work in there, and then take it back to Excel or Word if you so desire. Pretty cool. Now, speaking of the collaboration side of this, there's also Docs, and there's Sheets, and then there's also a Presenter. Uh, now, these three tools represent the business productivity software that you can expect with Google. Okay, and unlike Microsoft, where you're going to have an installed application, an installed version of PowerPoint, an installed version of Excel, so on and so forth, with Google, everything is just going to be based in the browser. And so the whole writing experience, 100% browser based. Now, what's nice about this, it's a light footprint, it's very small, it's efficient. If you have internet access, it'll just work for you. And you can actually even use this with Excel, Word, and PowerPoint themselves. Google makes a plugin 
for Excel, Word, and PowerPoint that allows you to continue to use the applications you love. And what this does is it doesn't change how you use these files. It changes where those files are stored. And so with the Google Drive plugin, instead of sharing them on your local computer, you're actually sharing them on uh, the um, Google Drive. So pretty cool. Um, you can create worksheets. You can create documents. You can write a letter. You can also uh, uh, create a presentation and more. And you can also collaborate with each people. So you could do real-time collaboration. And Google was the first really to make this possible where you could have two people in an Excel file, uh, or not an Excel file, but a spreadsheet file simultaneously. And likewise with a Word file. And you could work on a document together. Uh, they've been doing this for 15 years, you know, and they were doing it decades, a decade before any of the uh, Microsoft products offered that same capability. Now, you can also use in uh, Google workspaces to provide your video conferencing. Okay, they have a product called Meet that is a secure video conferencing solution for your business. Really simple. It's built right into the platform. It's fast. It's lightweight. And it's all you have to do is really just kind of schedule a calendar invite, invite somebody, and then it'll automatically add the meeting details to that calendar invitation. Uh, you can even have call in phone numbers uh, for that meeting. So, you know, if a user doesn't have good internet access, they can call in on their landline. And from their meet tool, you can video chat with each other. You can audio chat with each other. You can screen share and uh, more. Okay. Now you can also use this for internal collaboration and for um, for chat as well. Um, with respect to chat, you can do direct messages. You can do group conversation. Uh, the Google Chat functionality does exactly what you think you can do. You can communicate and chat with other people inside your business. Uh, and so with this, you know. I, I think chat is fantastic. We use Teams in our business, but I've used Google Chat many times as well. You could ask, you know, your colleague who might be five states over, hey, you know, what happened to the Peterson account or did the Smith account pay their most recent invoice? Uh, you can use this right inside your email client too, right inside of Gmail, or you can use it as a standalone app as well. Uh, you can even create virtual rooms to kind of keep projects organized and on track. And their chat products pretty nifty uh, in terms of being able to talk and communicate. And Google offers a ton of other tools as well. Um, you know, there's really kind of no end, end to what they offer here. And with respect to the major components of Teams, sorry, of, uh, of Google, uh, they've got cloud searching, which, you know, frankly is the best of the business and, and probably the, uh, the leader in that particular market, in that particular space. Uh, they offer Work Insights, which is an analytics tool to help you gain um better understanding of what work patterns are. You can do scripting. Uh, they've got a low-code automation tool, uh, sometimes referred to as an iPaaS tool, integration platform as a service, where you can you know, kind of build automation workflows inside your business. Uh, you can build websites with it. I mean, this is just really kind of scratching the surface. And this is just within the workspaces themselves. Google also has a suite of advertising tools, webmaster tools for building your, your website, mapping tools. Uh, they've got tons of stuff that you might want to consider for your organization. So overall, pretty cool tool. If you don't have a product uh, already in place inside your business, definitely worth a look. Let's go ahead and have a review question based off of Google. All righty. Which Google Workspace tool would be ideal for collaboration 
with colleagues. So if I were going to work with my staff and work with my direct team, what would be a good uh, feature of my Google account that I could use to collaborate? Okay, could it be Meet? Absolutely. I could use Meet to meet with my team, to video chat, to share screens with each other, uh, to meet face-to-face and be able to collaborate and be able to look at each other at the same time. Uh, We could use Docs and Sheets. Docs and Sheets gives us the ability to be able to collaborate on a document in real time with having multiple editors inside of our business. We could use Google Drive. Google Drive is a tool that we can use for file storage and more. So the correct answer here, you guessed it, is going to be all of the above. So all of these tools would be great tools to consider using inside your business. All right, so shifting gears a little bit, let's talk about 365. And I'm going to guess for a lot of you that are present, uh, this is probably the platform you're already using. Um, and if you haven't looked at it before and you're you know, a, a traditional accounting-based practice, I'm probably going to recommend this over Google uh, for one simple reason, uh, which I'll explain here in a minute. 365 um, is Microsoft's cloud productivity and business offering, and it is gigantic, uh, to put it mildly. I mean, the features and functions and apps and products and services, the depth and breadth of this solution is humongous. Um, and frankly, I have no reservation saying this. It is, in, and I don't even think this is an opinion. I think it's more of a fact. It's the largest, most powerful, and most configurable selection of business products and tools. Okay. And the reason I recommend 365 over Google for one simple fact is that when you buy 365, you're also getting your um, license for Microsoft Office at the same time. Okay. So, there's not an accountant in the world that would that doesn't need Microsoft Excel. And there's not an accountant in the world that would choose any other spreadsheet tool over Excel. Frankly, Excel is the gold standard. All praise be to Excel. Nothing will ever beat that application. It is it is ingrained and embedded. So what's nice with 365, when you buy this particular platform, you're also getting your licensing for Excel at the same time. And in fact, it's not just Excel, but it's Office, the entire Office suite, including uh, PowerPoint, Outlook, and more. So with 365, you get the same great applications, Word, Excel, Exchange, SharePoint, that your organization's been using for years. You got it. I mean, there's no need to use something new um, or learn something new. It works and feels exactly the same. So Microsoft 365, um, I would say it's as much of a licensing schema for acquiring Office as it is a suite of products and services. Uh, So I don't really feel the need to kind of go and add deep with every single product inside of this, especially the ones I feel like most of you have pretty good exposure with. Now, 365, when you license this, you get... Uh, the ability to install Office, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, all that kind of stuff on up to five PCs or Macs, five tablets, and five mobile devices. So you can use this pretty much everywhere. Uh, but I will point out, that's for you. If you've got you know two people, you need two licenses to Office. You can't share this, nor would you really want to because of all the personal data that's going to be present there. Um, but you get the ability to be able to... Um, 
you get the ability to be able to use these um, products on all your devices, which is pretty nifty. Now with 365, it is in a continuous update. Uh, 365 gets updated constantly. And when you license 365, you're always going to get the latest and greatest. Um, you know, the latest version of Word, latest version of Excel, latest version of PowerPoint, so on and so forth. And I will also point out there are a number of exclusive capabilities that are only available to 365 um, subscribers. To pick on uh, Microsoft Excel as an example here, there are a number of brand new features inside of Excel that are only available to people who subscribe to 365. Uh, there's even functions. There's a whole new set of dynamic array formulas, XLOOKUP, data types, a number of Power Query features. You have to be using 365 uh, in order to be able to gain access to those. And I will tell you, it updates constantly, and we're going to get the latest updates of these products and services as soon as they become available. Now, 365 is a mix of both cloud-based tools and services, it's a mix of desktop applications and mobile applications. So, I mean, again, I mean, that's why it's like the best, and the most powerful. It's the best of all worlds. You get everything all under one roof. And it's a great option for all businesses. Um, but I will tell you, if you're using other Microsoft products and you're already familiar with Exchange, you're already familiar with Outlook and Word and Excel, this is a no-brainer. It's just going to work really, really well for you. Um, so, I mean, this product, I mean, it is... I mean, it's a gold standard. It's just, it's that good. Now, when it comes to 365 plans, you got lots of options. You got home and personal plans. So if you're building your virtual office and you're just on your lonesome, doesn't have to break the bank. The personal and home plans are feature limited, so they don't have nearly as much horsepower as the business plans or the enterprise plans, but that's okay because you don't really need that. Um, so you can get either the 365 personal or the family the personal is 70 bucks per year. The family is 100 bucks per year. The big difference is the number of licenses. So if you're using it for your lonesome, you get all that access to everything for 70 bucks. You can license it for your family use for 100 bucks a year, and you're going to get the you know full versions of all the desktop applications as well. Uh, all of these are going to include storage. Um, I should say all the 365 plans are going to include storage as well uh, for these plans, both personal and business. Okay. Now over here on the far right, let's just look at this one over here. You guys still have what they call their home and student edition of office. Uh, this you buy it. It's what we refer to as a perpetual license. So it's 150 bucks. You get one license to install on a computer. You get the standalone versions of Excel, PowerPoint, so on and so forth. Doesn't come with any cloud storage. You could see it's priced premium, you know, so that 149 bucks is a one-time fee. You're not going to be paying that per year. You know, but it is more expensive. Now, most of you for your companies are going to want a business standard plan. Okay. And there's also enterprise, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Now, the standard plans run from their basic business at five bucks per month. And they also go up to their business premium at $20 per user per month. And I would really kind of tell you these two plans right here the standard and business premium are probably the ones that you're going to want to consider. The business basic, it's only really kind of cloud tech. And so it's going to give you an email address, access to SharePoint, the cloud version of Excel and PowerPoint and stuff like that. But you're not going to get the desktop applications. It's not a good option for, uh, let's say, field workers. It's a good option for uh, line workers. But if you're a desktop worker, um, that's not for you. 
Okay. You're really either going to come in at 1250 or $20. Okay, the big ones here is for that $20, uh, well, at the 1250 rate, you get all the desktop applications, you get all the cloud applications, you get also the storage and more. For the $20, though, you're going to get what they call advanced threat protection and device management. Uh, for our remote workers, this is really kind of clutch from a business perspective because it's advanced security protocols to help prevent things like a data breach. And it also allows uh, companies to be able to install um, security management, let's say, on these mobile devices. Okay. And they also have their 365 app plan. Uh, this is not very widely used. Uh, this is $825 per month. And basically, it comes with all the desktop applications and none of the cloud services. And frankly, it just it's just kind of odd. I don't know why you would choose it. Uh, maybe a conference room computer. You need an off, you know, a, a version of you know, Excel and PowerPoint and Word on there. Uh, that's the only thing I could really kind of think of a device that's not actually used by one person, but many people. Um, I don't know. Now, we also have our enterprise plans. Uh, the enterprise plans are much more expensive, um, or at least I should say most of them are. Most folks will either get the E3 and the E5. Uh, they also have this F3. Uh, the F is for frontline workers, so factory workers, field workers, stuff, stuff like this. Um, now, for the difference between these two plans, I mean, they're really kind of everything um, that the business standard plans have. They just have more around security, management, authentication, bigger business tools and services. Those are going to be the, the big things that, that really kind of make a difference between them. Um, and the $57 a month plan, I mean, it's also include premium stuff like voice calling with Teams. So you can use it as a phone system for your company. It's going to have a Power BI Pro license. It's going to have advanced device management and more. So how do you know which plan is correct for your business and, and what to ultimately to get here? Um, there are lots of compelling differences between the business's uh, plans and the enterprise plans. But here's the brass tacks, why you would choose an enterprise plan and pay double uh, it comes down to the number of users. Okay, your business standard plans are going to cap out at 300 users. So 299, you're good. 300 or more, you got to kick over to enterprise, and all of a sudden your 365 fees will double uh, for those new users. Um, so the enterprise plans though can have as many as you need. So if you're the Department of Defense, if you're Ford, if you're Pepsi, you know you got thousands of employees. I mean, you're going to be on the enterprise solution, and that's good because it's going to have the tools and resources necessary to really kind of manage that enterprise uh, deployment for you. Okay, on the capacity side of this, okay, business users get a 50 gigabyte Outlook inbox. Enterprise users get a 100 gig Outlook inbox. Okay, the licensing side, E3 and E5 come with the Pro Plus, which is the more premium version of Excel. They also include Power BI Pro and other advanced tools. Uh, the enterprise plan is also going to have compliance and threat mitigation. So enterprise management of your staff and their devices. If you've got a bunch of people working remote, you're going to want to have oversight on those devices, be able to manage them, configure them, lock them out, change the password in the event they're lost or stolen. You're going to get those advanced security uh, characteristics with the enterprise plan. And also with the enterprise plan, you get what are called on-premise CAL, or and a CAL is a client access license. Uh, and if you so desire, you can run Exchange, SharePoint, Windows, and other applications in your organization's data center or in your office. I don't know why you would ever want to do that. I 
I don't. Um, that just sounds like a nightmare to me. But uh, I'm so happy I don't have to ever install or manage Exchange or SharePoint again. But if you really want to get a nice big headache for yourself, um, you can go ahead and install these and run these locally if you so desire. I'll point out the price is the same. You're still going to pay for all the cloud stuff. Uh, but now you have all the headache of having to run it yourself. All right, let's have a review question on 365. If my organization had 250 employees, which version of 365 would I want to have? Okay, so if you remember, I mentioned one of the major compelling reasons behind the differences uh, between 365 and uh, standard and the 365 enterprise plan is that um, uh, is it's going to be in the number of users that you can potentially have. Okay, so if I had uh, 250 U employees, I could potentially use really kind of any of these. Um, you don't have to have 300 employees to use the enterprise plan. Uh, so I could <coughs> use uh, both the E3 plan the E5 plan, as well as the business standard plan. Uh, I could not use the 365 family plan. That's for home and personal use. But the enterprise versions or the business standard would be fine. Now, if I have 300 users, my only two options are going to be those E3, the E5, and the F plans. Now, in terms of the applications for Office, all the stuff that we've come to know, love, and depend on are going to be included. So Microsoft Excel for spreadsheets, PowerPoint for presentations, Outlook for communication, calendaring, email, and more. Microsoft Publisher, lesser-known lesser desktop application for creating flyers, banners, and more. Uh, Microsoft Word, documents, and, and um, word processing. Microsoft Access, uh, which is a desktop uh, database tool. Uh, generally, I would tell you to avoid using it. It's uh, kind of a nightmare of an application, but you get a license for it. So if you want to, you can. Uh, and then you also get these two guys over here, uh, Microsoft OneNote, as well as Teams. I'll point out both of these solutions are, while part of Office, they're also technically free too. You can get OneNote 100% for free and use it 100% for free without a subscription to Office. Likewise, you can do the same with Teams. You can use that for 100% for free as well without a subscription of Office. Uh, OneNote is a digital trapper keeper is how I've liked to describe it, where you can store ideas, notes, you know, whatever, you know, inside and be able to uh, um, kind of keep track of those uh thoughts, research, and more. Uh, and Teams, which we'll talk about here next, is a is a digital tool for communication, collaboration, and, and more. Okay. Now, so you get all the traditional desktop applications. And most of you have a significant exposure to this, so there's really kind of no point narrowing into each of them. But I will point out that that's half the story. The desktop apps are fantastic, but what makes 365 separate is just the absolute wealth of cloud um, power behind it. Uh, so it's not just the same old version of Word or the same old version of Excel. There's a whole wealth of uh, document management, security, backup, collaboration, uh, real-time data coming from other places that are going to be built into these applications. So, I mean, they're really compelling to use as part of a 365 subscription. Now, apart from the desktop app, there are also a ton of other services you could consider using as well. 
Okay, there's tools like Microsoft OneDrive for file storage and management for your personal stuff. There's SharePoint, which is going to be for team and business stuff. Uh, Teams, which is the tool we'll talk about here in a minute for communication. There's Microsoft Exchange for email and share calendaring. There's task management and planning with Microsoft Planner and To-Do. There's this tool called Kazala. I'm going to be honest, I'm not 100% sure what it does, but it's one of the tools you get. You can build your own products and services and mobile apps using Microsoft Power Apps. You can do integration between different services and tools using Power Automate. Uh, It's a trigger and action workflow tool. Something happens, go do something somewhere else. There's business intelligence uh, with Power BI. This technically is part of 365, uh, but you can also get it independent as well for free. And then there's also some really kind of hidden gems in here as well. Stream, Sway, uh, there's 365 Dynamics. Uh, again, technically not part of the, the main 365 platform, but it's business software. It's really cool. Uh, there's Delve. There's Microsoft Forms for creating uh, quizzes and feedback from your staff or customers or whomever. There's whiteboarding capabilities. There's Yammer, which is social media uh, connections inside your business. Uh, There's whole cloud versions of all the existing uh, online apps, too. Um, So there's a cloud version of Excel. There's a cloud version of Word. There's a cloud version of OneNote, Outlook, and more that will run 100% in browser. And there's also mobile app versions of all these, too. So you can access these things right from your phone or your tablet. They also have their business center apps. Okay, You can do bookings, calendar bookings. You can manage connections, invoicing, listing uh, and more. So, I mean, 365 is is just incredible. And when it comes to kind of remote virtual office workspace, these tools work the same if you're in the office or if you are operating anywhere for that matter. I mean, it just all works the same under one roof, uh, all under one roof of one platform. And for my company, again, we're spread across a couple of different states here. We all have one 365 account. When I put a file into SharePoint, my partner gets it immediately. When he updates something, I get it immediately and vice versa. Uh, so out of all of out of both of these tool platforms, I would tell you for most of you, 365 is probably going to be the best value uh, and it'll probably work the best overall for your business. So check it out. Now, a product that deserves special attention uh, is going to be Microsoft Teams. Okay. And with Microsoft Teams, what we're really talking about here is a tool that can manage virtually all aspects of communication inside your business, Um, you know, from video chat to screen sharing to real-time document collaboration and more. And in this section, we're going to talk about what Teams is, why you should use it inside your organization, and why it's so compelling and and why it's so successful um, today, okay? Uh, So we're just going to probably introduce this section here, and then we're going to go ahead and take a break here in a little bit. Uh, Then when we come back, we'll dive into many of the features of Teams and uh, really kind of sell it to you and why you might want to use this solution. So what is Teams? Okay, well, Teams is a centralized communication tool for your organization. Uh, It incorporates pretty much every manner of of collaboration through the cloud. Uh, It incorporates stuff like instant messaging or chat. It incorporates video chat uh, where you can talk with each other camera to camera or just audio chat where you can just talk to each other. File sharing. uh, So you can send files back and forth through each other uh, through chat messages or through the SharePoint integration. 
and real-time document collaboration where we can create a document, share it instantly out with other people inside of our business and be able to talk and communicate, um, you know, with, uh, with our companies. I mean, so it's pretty cool in terms of what you can, what you can do with this. So uh, I like to think of it, it's kind of the linchpin application of 365. Uh, it really kind of brings together the entire 365 ecosystem of products. Uh, Teams has functionality coming from virtually all aspects. So from Excel, from Exchange, from Active Directory, and more, kind of all comes together under one platform. And so it's like one app to rule them all. Uh, and so from here, you can chat with your colleagues. You can then open an Excel document. You can um, create a calendar invitation. You can start a meeting. I mean, it's a tool that I have open pretty much all day um, when I'm at the office. And this is how I talk, communicate, and share with my, my team. Now, three, Microsoft includes this as part of 365, and it's not the first version uh, Teams, in a lot of ways, is the successor product, although it's very, very, very different, to Skype for Business. Um, Skype for Business was retired in July of last year. It is no longer supported or updated. Uh, there are still plenty of businesses that are using it. They're running it on-premise. But um, if you are running Skype for Business, I would strongly encourage you to consider retiring that platform and switching over to Teams. You'll love it. It's better in every possible way. And I'll tell you what, Teams has been a rocket ship. It has grown tremendously. Uh, you know, it, it was being used prior to the pandemic, but it just took off uh, during the pandemic itself with uh, triple-digit growth in some months. And as of January of this year, it has over 270 million monthly active users uh, using this platform. So you're in well, uh, good company using this solution. Now, as I mentioned, it brings together features and functions all over the place. Um, and if we think about modern organizations at the moment, I mean, frankly, you know, there's no shortage of ways to talk, communicate, and collaborate. Uh, we're all using email. You might have a chat platform. You're definitely using some sort of calendaring thing. You're probably using video conferencing. It might be WebEx. It might be uh, Zoom. It might be uh, GoToMeeting or something else. You might be doing collaboration. You might be using Google Drive, Google Workspace, something like that. You're probably using file sharing, uh, which would be stuff like OneDrive or uh, Google Drive, Box, Dropbox. Uh, certainly, you're talking on social media, probably personally. You're probably using your mobile device. But the point of this is, is that all of this is fragmented and you're in several different places. Uh, and Teams really just kind of brings it all together under one roof. Uh, so instead of, you know, kind of having six, seven different products all doing one thing, Teams does them all and it actually does them all very well, which I think is pretty cool. Now, with respect to this, uh, I would tell you most organizations have these needs. Uh, the growth of this internal tool and communication tool market is growing three times the pandemic rate. The biggest reason is that we're either having a hybrid workplace or we've still got people working remote and they will continue to work remote. Uh, in fact, Gardner uh, predicts by that Q3 of 2022, uh, a lot of businesses will be conducting all of their work remotely. I mean, that's yet to be seen, but, you know, that's that's uh, something that could potentially happen. Uh, and internal communication tools are just as helpful for in-office workers as they are for remote workers or hybrid workers. Uh, they provide a huge benefit to all workers, regardless of where their physical locations are. 
Why? You still need to chat. You still need to ask questions. You still need to schedule meetings. You still need to send files to each other, so on and so forth. So why not do it under one roof that's secured and set up correctly to the needs of the business? So how do these tools uh, fill a need? Well, frankly, if you don't make a decision and implement teams, your staff are still going to do something. And if you'll lose the the oversight if you don't choose a product like Teams or Slack or something like that, uh, where you can kind of have central configuration and management over it. Uh, and these tools really help. Uh, a lot of organizations were all frankly overwhelmed and teched out with lots of different platforms, services, apps, and more. Lots of options. It's hard to know which one's right for you. A lot of organizations are fragmented between different products and service. There's little integration or interoperability. And it's not uncommon, especially for biggest, bigger businesses, that business units completely choose a product, you know, that is uh, um, not fitting into the rest of the organization's IT infrastructure. You know, you get a, a, a vice president a, or a business unit manager, you know, just says, we're going to do this. And they go pick something. You know, if you don't pick something and you make it apply to the whole business, you could have rogue departments of your company just picking a product and, you know, kind of going against the needs of IT. Um, and I will tell you, if they do something like that, security, management, compliance, all that stuff is not stuff business people, business managers often think of at the forefront. Uh, it's stuff that, you know, if they think of, it's going to be an afterthought most uh, most of the time. So picking a good solution and product, I think, is going to be really important to you. Now, Teams is not the first product or solution in this specific space. There's actually been over the years lots of different products that have come in. Um, but I will point out prior generations of these products often had really limited functionality. Uh, they were not s- designed from the beginning to be cloud-based. So they typically were on-premise and they'd have network issues, storage issues, security issues. You know, if it was running in your office, there could sometimes be power outages, internet outages, and more. And then often, especially with anything on-premise, if you don't have a dedicated IT team, security issues or compatibility issues would often pop up. Uh, If they did work, they often did one thing well and one thing only, but they would fall short in other ways. Okay. And most of these tools, again, were not built for the cloud. And so they were not mobile by default. A lot of these tools were desktop only and accessing them out of the office was as much of a headache as accessing the accounting system. Uh, And the tools that you could install, you know, especially if they were on premise, often had really significant or complicated infrastructure requirements. Now, why is Teams better? I mean, it's better in every possible way. Uh, It's part of the 365 ecosystem. It's built right in, deeply integrated into the 365 ecosystem of products, drawing features and functions across the platform from virtually every uh, application. Uh, Zero infrastructure for you to build or maintain. Microsoft centrally manages all aspects of Teams itself and the entire experience. It is designed from the bottom up and the top down to be cloud and to be mobile first. Pretty much every single thing that you can do on the desktop version of Teams, you can do on the mobile version of Teams and the web version of Teams as well. It doesn't do one thing. It does a lot of things, and it does a lot of things well. All aspects are supported and integrated in. You can video chat. You can real-time collaborate on a document. You can host a webinar. You can have a one-on-one meeting and more. And it doesn't break the bank either. Uh, Microsoft... Uh, built it into the existing 365 ecosystem. So if you're already using 365, it won't cost you a penny. 
And in fact, if you're not using 365, you could still use Teams. It's free up to 100 users on your account. It's a great option. Let's say you wanted to have a tool for, you know, your nonprofit, your church, your something. You could potentially use that here with uh, Teams and uh, it won't cost you a penny, which I think is pretty compelling. So with that, let's go ahead and have another review question and then we're going to take our next break. And then when we come back, we'll start talking about some of the incredible features and function of Teams. Alrighty, so our next review question. How much do teams increase your organization's 365 licensing costs? Does it go up by a whopping $4.99 per user per month? No, it does not. Does it go up by $1.99 per month? Nope. How about just $1 per user per month? Nope. The correct answer here is nothing. If you're using 365 already, it's built in at no additional charge. And if you're not using 365, you can go ahead and use this product um, and it'll just work for you. There's a free version and it works really effectively. Um, And it does have some feature limitations, but um, for the most part, it's the full version. Um, The biggest limitations are going to be around the amount of storage, how many people you can have a meeting and a few other small odd things here or there. But it's pretty compelling to use on its own. Alrighty, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to pick up and learn more about Microsoft Teams, as well as uh, some tips and tricks and different products and services to help work remotely. Thank you so much for being here. And we will see you back after our break. <laughs> 